Oh, I got Jack in the Box. Yes. You know what Jack in the Box is? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I know what Jack in the Box is. It's a little bit early for Jack in the Box. I didn't know that Jack in the Box existed earlier than like 2 a.m. I thought it just like <laughs> appeared. <laughs> we talked about food on that last that last time that last podcast. We we talked for like seven hours, me and this guy last time, Adam. <laughs> How is life in New Zealand? Um COVID has come back a little <clears throat> bit. I'm only talking like <clears throat> We we have a hundred hey, cases. Donald Trump. Donald Trump said you had a big outbreak, like worse <laughs> than us. Okay, so when not... he said that, when he said that, we had four new cases in one day. In the yeah, whole but before that, before that, you had zero, and so as a rate, that's it. infinity, which is way worse yeah. than us. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. I mean, the yeah, the jump from yeah. zero to a hundred is huge. It's um, all about yeah. I mean, it's it's still it's still pretty good. Like, I'm going to play pick up. I'm going to play pick up in like an hour and a half, so it can't be that bad, you know. You responsible motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, Adam Lakers, go. Uh, where do I start? Oh, I'm gonna. I'm. I started a petition. For the Lakers to wear the Mamba jersey for the rest of the playoffs, and I have like ten thousand signatures already. Um, all those signatures are from me. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some traction on that. But uh, like a botnet running. What was that? Like a botnet running, just signing oh, signatures. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no! I, I've just been. I, I lied. I didn't get food. I was just typing signatures like <laughs> like by myself for the past thirty minutes. So, yeah. Hi, hi. Uh, High uh, high number of uh, words typed per minute, so just did ten thousand easy. But oh, you know, in in all in all seriousness, um, tonight I think uh, we're talking game four for the listeners here. Um, I think everything just like was so right. It, it just turned out so right for the Lakers. You know, so I don't think I don't think we're you know we're not we're not we're not Golden State Warriors. 2015 2016 here right or you know one of those dynasty years we just had like a really good night i think but i'm glad the lakers found their groove and uh looks like we should be making it out of round one um you know either next game or the game after it'd be it'd be weird it'd be weird if uh, anyone's listening to this and then lakers they go to game seven with portland that would be weird but you know i don't think it will happen if they lose the series, I'm going to take the podcast down and republish it and just title it Adam Was Wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd live with that if that happens. But, you know, uh, Clippers, Clippers, Mavs, I, I, I think, I don't know, I feel like I'm part of the group that's still discounting Luka Doncic. Like, just because of how young he is, you know, it's very easy to fall into that trap. Like, oh, he's so young, he doesn't have that playoff experience yet so he can't make it far I, I think i'm part of that group but wow i when i saw the shot last night I, I i just i was watching from my bed 
because I didn't think he would do it. So I was like, I don't need to, you know, be super close to into this. So watching from my bed, I was like, no way, no way, no way. And then he made it and looking forward to yeah. that series tomorrow. I think that's what everyone did, including Mike Breen. Yeah. He didn't give out one one bang. He gave out two Mike Breen bangs, which I don't think happens often, right? Like he only just does the, the one. The third, third one ever. Yeah. And that's been 30 minutes of Laker talk with Adam. Yeah, I, I'm satisfied. <laughs> we can we can move on. I'm satisfied. I, I wanted to get that petition point out there. Uh, 10,000 signatures all by me. But I'm well, done. You just need to, you need to go like Harry Potter style and just like sneak to LeBron's estate and be like stuffing them down his chimney. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad we got to his hotel today. room, shove them through the window. There's 10,000 letters. Yeah. I'm glad we got the win on uh, Mamba Day, Kobe Bryant Day here in California. Yeah. Only in California. You know, uh, that uh, that picture that we saw of Larry with the laptop, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's taken outside of uh, UC Irvine's uh, science library. I think we have two, so he... The, the one he's standing in the picture uh, at, that's the one where he works works in, I think. So it's like yeah. the library is on the bottom floor, and I think his office is like somewhere uh, in the upper level. So That was a yeah. library-ass picture. Did he yeah. invent something? Or like, why is he so happy when he's holding the laptop? Like, he must have done uh, something. The, the like caption on that on Google Images was like the Yoda of NBA salary. So they were probably like whoever wrote that article is probably like, "Hey, we need you to do something really nerdy for this." <laughs> as a oh. as a as a photographer, I think I think they're trying to show like he, he his main job is working at a school, so hence the library picture, and then he's a computer scientist working in uh, IT, so hence the laptop. So I think that's why that's what they wanted to get out of that picture. Okay, yeah. that's great analysis. Thank it you. That would be a future I, segment. Okay. Just we show pictures to Adam, and he breaks them down <laughs> as a photographer. I, I agree. Um, no one, no one holds a laptop like that, but it, it makes sense. <laughs> go with the... If you saw somebody holding a laptop like that, not being <laughs> photographed, you would think they were an insane person. <laughs> You'd probably lock them up. Larry, <laughs> Larry's Google Photos though are hilarious. Like it's amazing. I, I haven't I haven't looked at all of his like Google images for a long time and I forgot how good it is. Like he has one of the best Google images front pages that I've ever seen. He does. I mean they're so they're so varied. I mean the one where he look it looks like he's in the SAS, like this one here. Like he looks <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that, one, that one's absolutely like CIA Larry. Yeah. Like that that Larry was in Afghanistan recruiting assets. Yeah, definitely. It's it's just absolutely wild. Next episode, we'll have to go find Dufour pictures to set as the background. You guys know he used to be a, a wrestler? 
I don't know if it was professional, oh. but he was. He used to wrestle, and that's not but a like re- wrestle or wrestle. Wrestle like a wrestler. I don't know if like like very high up professionally, but like like uh, Olympic style. I don't. I don't know. I just uh, there are two very different kinds of wrestling. Apparently, uh, Larry leaked that secret to Sergio when Sergio had Dave on the the SBC podcast. And uh, I also heard it. Heard Dave. Uh, I heard that being mentioned at SBC 2020 this year somewhere too. I mean, Dave's Dave is built like a wrestler, for sure. He is built like a wrestler. Yeah, I wonder. That's very very interesting. That's something like, like that, that kind of like stocky build that works really well. Yeah, I wonder it's if like he's. Ever, ball. I wonder if he's ever hit someone with like a ladder or something like that. I can't find I can't find any Dave Dufour. When I search Dave Dufour wrestling, it doesn't bring anything up. Yeah, he said like there's a YouTube video somewhere out there, but it's really hard to find. He probably has like a firm that like Jeff Bezos does. Like you can just if you got enough money, you can wipe things from the internet. <laughs> his friends in hot places to erase anything he doesn't want on the internet. I, and that friend is Larry. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Only two NBA games tomorrow, guys. And they both start late in the day. Wait, really? Yeah, just Utah Jazz and uh, Mavs Clippers. But the Jazz Nuggets game starts at 6.30 Eastern time. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, of course, that's how it works out because of series ending. But wow, it's weird only having two basketball games. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. anymore to watch them. <laughs> oh, man, you've been doing that this whole time? Well, until I realized that the Nets sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> the Nets games being at 5.30 made it a very easy choice for me. <laughs> I imagine that's what Nets fans on the East Coast are doing. They're like, ah, we can just wake up at like 6 p.m. now. Yeah. So who's winning? Who's winning all of it? Um, honestly, I think the Lakers. I just think that they... LeBron is still like 95% of... I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe ninety-five. Like he's still ninety percent plus of peak LeBron. Um, if his shot is dropping, that's crazy. And now Anthony Davis just something clicked in him in like game two, maybe. Um, and his jumper looks amazing. He's just uh, yeah, like AD is just looking really, really good. And then the role players are starting to look a little bit better. Um, yeah, and the thing is, the the Clippers and the Bucks, I thought were were two threats, um, and I just don't think the Clippers are a threat now. I just, I know it might be early to be writing them off, but I just don't think they are a threat. And the Bucks haven't really looked that great. Um, I know at least the Raptors, who have a really great defense, but I just don't know if they have a good enough star player to get them the buckets that they did last year. So 
I think the Lakers are in, if they play well, I think they're in a better spot before because the teams previously that were strong, I just don't think that they are that strong. Did you guys make uh, playoff brackets? Maybe we can discuss. Yes, I did. I'm trying to see if I can find mine. I'm glad you did. I think um, so. So far, I've made two wrong choices. I think I, I picked I picked the Nuggets to win, and then I also picked um, the Pacers to win. I felt I I think I Ooh. fell too hard into the TJ Warren hype, so that that was a mistake. Dude, I, I, the TJ Warren thing at the restart has been one of my favorite things ever because, like, the, the only show that I, I, like, really listened to is Levitard. And Stugatz said, like, a week before the restart, TJ Warren's a guy that can give you 45 on any night. And Levitard clowned him for, like, an entire two-day stretch because TJ Warren's career high was, like, 38 points. And that was a ridiculous thing to say. And then he came back and was giving people 45 on That's any amazing. given night. And so they got to do like a week of Levitard's an idiot and he was wrong. And <laughs> then they had like heat beef. And so that became a thing. And then old, old Jimmy John Buckets came back around. Also, like learning that Udonis Haslam was back in the league made me so happy. Like, UD is, like, one of the all-time great, like, single-team players. Like He is. His importance to the Heat is so crazy, and his league-wide importance is, like, nothing. I know almost nothing about him, other than that he's old and he's been on the Heat for a long time, so... He was, he's guys... from Miami, and he went to the University of Florida just, like, purely businesses had a much better bad program at the time and like didn't want to it felt bad about it but it, like it was clearly the best way to make it um what happened to mark jones oh yeah i saw that i was wondering too he was in the hospital oh, for some know. reason back so back surgery oh shout out to mark jones he's a good man oh back surgery huh yeah huh. oh that's not fun. No. Take care of your back, boys. I have minor back pain, so I know what that feels like. Back pain at any point. I know that's a hot take, but not a fan. Highly recommend stretching if you're sitting too long during the day. Yep, that's a really Take good care point. Of your back. Take care of your back. Wise words from one of the sons of Larry. That, that's the kind of knowledge you can only get on this podcast. <laughs> not, not hearing that anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Take care of your back and how to hold a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Larry. We love him so much, but. He's just like yeah, he, Larry. Really, he needs to make that his Twitter profile picture because that is such a baller picture. If you just own it, 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Does every every does time I Ray... saw him at SBC, uh, virtual yeah. SBC, if he noticed yeah. I was in the same like video call as him, he'd be like, "Use Irvine, represent." Or <laughs> every time I every time I I. I I, I I tried not to. I, I wanted to ask so many questions, right? But since I wasn't a student, I, I held off on that. But the two times yeah. that I did, uh, one of them, he he was there. He saw me. He was like, "Hey, UC Irvine." And I was like, <laughs> "What does he UC teach?" Irvine. Or does he, he teach? teach? He doesn't teach. He's in. He works IT in the like you know just IT service uh, for the whole school. Okay. It's a mafioso. Like he's literally the fixer. Yeah. Uh, you got a problem? I can take care of that for you. <laughs> you got a problem with your mid-level exception? I'll fix it. <laughs> I just, like, that probably, happens. How that probably happens in real life if you think about it. Yeah, it's it, exactly it, what it is. Like, it, ring, Larry's, ring. Life, Larry's life at UC Irvine is just dealing with people way dumber at computers than him. Which is the same yeah. as him in basketball. Like, exactly. every, time, every time his phone rings, it's either somebody asking a question about basketball that he knows and they don't, or somebody asking a question about computer that he knows and they don't. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be some, yeah, some idiot GM from like, yeah, from like the East Coast or some clown student who can't work their computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, those, that's hilarious that those are like the two magnitudes of problems that he deals with is either it's like a teacher can't figure out how to play a DVD or the Sixers GM doesn't understand anything about his cap situation two years from now. And no, no, it was Vlade Divac. That was, that was <laughs> literally there are facts that he did not understand the cap at all when he first got into the job. Just Larry answering the phone and hearing somebody drag a cigarette for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> How much is Marvin Bagley going to cost me over the next five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get? Can I get? Can I get paid for five years? Only be part. <laughs> only the job for one year. Uh, if I draft this young man. Oh, poor Kings. What about what about Dunked On? Um, I'm very happy for the Dunked On boys. We should we should talk about that. Oh, we should talk about the Dunked On boys. You guys yeah, both subscribed, yeah. did you? Didn't you? Yeah, I subscribed. Um, I realized how long I've been listening. I started listening in 2015, um, and I think that they might have only started at the end of 2014 or the start of 2015, and I didn't realize I'd come along right at the start. And when I had a sales job, I listened to every single podcast religiously. Recently, it hasn't been as much because I haven't done as much commuting, um, but... I realized how much I'd learned from listening to those guys. And then I broke it down and I was like, man, this is like, I know it's a little bit different for you guys, but for me, it's like $3.50 a week, New Zealand. Um, and I mean, I, I'm not rolling in it at the moment, but I was just like that considering the five years of value, that's pretty awesome value, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. No, like what they gave us is, is ridiculous like if you if anybody just listens to like a full year of every dunked on you're gonna understand basketball at a level that like is gonna get you to that because like so much of it is just like 
seeing the thought process and why they think what they think. It's so much of it, like, because I, like, the biggest, like, asset to me with Dunked On, and I didn't even know this when I was listening to it, was how much it helped me in law school of just the way that they think is because they're trained as lawyers. And so they broke yeah. down every basketball problem as a lawyer. And so, like, when I got to law school and had to answer questions and read cases and stuff, it was like, oh, it's the exact same thought process because they're lawyers. Yeah. And yeah. it's also a tale of how boring being a lawyer is that that's what they ended up doing after they went to good law schools and were great at law school. Yeah, isn't that funny? That they went and started a basketball podcast because they got sick of law school. Dude, that's, like, so many of the best podcasters are just people that, like, were good at law school and made their money and were like, yeah, I'm just going to talk about stuff now. <laughs> oh, this man. is awful. Uh, our good friend Kalita Kale- being one of them, she just started a, a new podcast. Kalita, shout out to Kalita. I haven't her for a while. She's, she's a great chick. I don't, uh, I, I'm a still in college, so I don't have the funds to, uh, well, I, I, Nate, Nate does have the option for, for students that's like a little cheaper on for the prime, but I just don't, I don't listen to them too much enough. I don't listen to them enough to justify the spending, but I will be, yeah. I will be retweeting all of their, their tweets to promote dunked on prime. And and they they appreciate that man. Like the, the main thing is you just do you just do your best to support them however you can. Um, and especially yeah, at the moment with COVID, not everyone can afford it. But like um, especially Nate, fellow fellow Brooklyn Nets mock uh, mock trade deadline. Oh yes, excellent um, GM work. When um when we first met him last year at SBC, it was so good because he like I think we've spoken about it before, like. Everyone just like all of us nerds just crowded around him, and he must have been like, "I wish these oh, guys yeah, would no. fuck." Nate, Nate was totally like the hot girl in that room. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, he it was. was. It was so weird. Like people just flocked to him immediately. They were like, "Oh my god, the podcast guy!" Yeah, like Nate was there, and I just couldn't. I was so happy when I saw him. Um, and then I don't he know, said, he's, "He's so he's so tall that like maybe it was literally yeah. like gravitational force just drew us." Um, that was my first he, thought. He he looked really tall, like taller than I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, he threw down. He th- he put a dunk on his Instagram the other day of him dunking recently. Of course. Mm. He yeah, I saw. Yeah, his I was exercise. Yeah. That's um, why they call it dunk on, isn't it? That is exactly right. Um, do you think that um, Danny can dunk? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know when like the mascots like run up and have the little like springboard yeah yeah I think he could dunk <laughs> for some reason I thought of the old school movie where the mascot jumps through the fire ring and catches fire <laughs> <laughs> just flaming Danny coming into dunk <laughs> that's what makes the podcast so great is that like they are quite different people, and that is sort of what makes it so awesome. Oh yeah, that's totally the formula. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right the the pressing issue of the evening, Luca. Yeah. Oh yeah, Luca. 
How good is Luca? Oh man, um, I th- I think that it took like I'd have to look at the history, but I don't know how long it took LeBron to to start impacting playoff games in a serious sense. Um, I know he had the massive series against um, the Pistons. I think what was that like? Oh seven. He was nine was years it? old. <laughs> um, but Luca doing it in his second year is that's wild. It's crazy. So LeBron's first playoff series was 2006, Cleveland. He only got to 13 games, but so that's year three for him, and then year two for Luca, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty amazing. So, so I think I think that the Clippers are gonna. I think the Mavs are gonna make it to the second round. You know, what my favorite thing is right now in basketball is people comparing him to Larry Bird. Like Larry Bird wasn't a power forward. Like yeah. I, I thought in America we were at a time of racial understanding. But for some reason, that doesn't apply to Luka Doncic. <laughs> Luka Doncic <laughs> is nothing like Larry Bird, other than no. one thing. All right, so LeBron, LeBron made it to the second round in 2006, and then they lost to the Pistons. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about Paul George? I think something's wrong. Like his shoulder, maybe? Because I saw he had, he had that taped up um, last night or two nights or after yeah. game uh, game two or three. Something's going on. Like he's just not, he's missing layups like straight up. Um, okay, we'll, we'll bring up his, we'll bring up his stats. So, so he's had sh- shoulder reconstructions on both sides, right? Is that correct? Uh, don't know. Not sure. I think, that he, I think he's had both shoulders reconstructed. Um, but yeah, he's got major issues, and I think, yeah, I don't know. He obviously is playing badly, but he's only one year removed from being. I think he finished third in MVP. Oh, third was it third in Defensive Player of the Year voting? He was All NBA Second Team last year. You know, amazing regular season for OKC last season. Um. I still consider that he's a, a strong, like, you know, all MVP candidate. It's just that he's having a rough few games. It wouldn't surprise me if he pulled some games out of the fire to get them through to the second round. It wouldn't surprise me at all. That's, and I, I played this for Stevie earlier. Hopefully, if the audio doesn't come through, Adam, just let me know and I'll, I'll cancel it. But uh, I think this, this should explain what's going on. Audio is not going through. Never mind. There's a PSA about the the side effects of playoff P, mm. such as uh, you know finishing early and nausea. Playoff P is a lot like Cialis. You know there there's some upsides, but you know <laughs> for, for some teams it's just not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just 
he is seriously struggling and and but he re- he's had a lot of serious injuries and i don't know yeah i'm not sure how many more peak years he had he only played well he still played 48 games this year in a shortened year um didn't have a bad season but clearly that the you know multiple series serious injuries that he had are affecting his game now well, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing with him is, like, this is... Like, you can't be named Paul George in people at athletics. Like, at some point, your name being Paul George catches up to you. <laughs> That's true. It's like two real white person names, eh? Yeah, like to... I mean, you can't be half of the Beatles and be a great athlete. Like that's just not possible. Yeah, if it that's... was LeBron George, totally different player. Um, yeah, I agree with that. That's hard. I think it was uh, Javante Green today, his teammate, that said uh, he told PG to to like get off social media and not listen to. You know the trolls. <laughs> I yes. saw that he said he said his Instagram comments to only people that follow him, which is yeah. not a good sign. That app should not be on your phone, bub. Not right now. Yeah, I mean, doesn't doesn't LeBron at some point just lock in and not use social media anymore? Yeah, LeBron does. Well, I think he's on this year because of social justice stuff. But normally he does. He calls it zero dark thirty, which is problematic in all sorts of ways. Yeah. It was said. It was guy, said this year. Yeah, it was said to, in tonight's game that he he did he doesn't want to do zero dark thirty this year because he needs to stay in touch with his family like all the time. Yeah. So I get he, he's he's what not a doing loser. it. Loser, talking to your <laughs> kids. You know who wouldn't talk to their kids during the playoffs? Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> we need a fact yeah. check on that one. <laughs> I guarantee you Michael Jordan was not regularly conversing with his children during the playoffs. Well, yeah. He because he had wasn't. to deal with Dennis Rodman. That, that yeah, was just his Yeah. I mean, smoking we've seen, cigarettes. We've seen what, what Dennis Rodman outside of MJ's control does. He goes to North Korea sponsored by Potcoin. <laughs> sponsored by who? Uh, when he went to North Korea to meet with Kim Jong-un, the trip was sponsored by a cryptocurrency that was called Potcoin. What, why did a cryptocurrency sponsor him to go to North Korea? I mean, there's a whole lot to unpack on Dennis Rodman's life before we get to that answer. I feel like that was just the culmination yeah. of his entire existence. I mean, yeah. how else would he go to North Korea if not for a cannabis-themed cryptocurrency? Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. New Ze- uh, talking about cannabis, New Zealand is a- New Zealand has a referendum to legalize cannabis in about a month or two. Wow, that's about to be the best country on earth. It's just 100%. Gonna be- every every person is just going to be sitting on the back porch smoking weed with nine sheep around them. <laughs> it's just going to be weed and wool. Is it like yeah. almost guaranteed it'll be a, a yes, or is it pretty divided? It's pretty divided. We have a lot of old white people that live here, and they oh. are going to vote no. Yeah, oh. so many old people. And not the nice Larry kind, really bad, really bad people. 
He's not that old. Larry's not even 60 yet. You could tell me that Larry was 29 years old, and you could tell me that he was 6,800 years old, and I would believe it. Larry might be like an eternal being. (laughs) He's just like an other world. Like, he landed here. He wasn't born. He just arrived. He... (laughs) He he was around when basketball was invented. <laughs> <laughs> That's got, that, yeah. He Larry could like go invisible. Like he 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 was in the room when they were writing up all of the CBA stuff, and that's how he knows so much about it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, like who will, does does is there someone who is the anointed successor to Larry? That is a good point. Who will take over and be the CBA king? Google. I feel like what Larry does is basically like what Google does for information. Yeah, that's true. He was, just, he was just like the one person that could be... Because like, all that you need to do at this point is just update what Larry has done. Unless they scrap everything and restart. Mm. Well, that's a really you, good guys, you guys know that he's working... He's almost done with like his video uh, CBA series, like lecture series, like just totally digital... He what? like he told me he he basically wrote like the CBA FAQ again, but as a script for the videos to to record. So that's that's probably going to be his successor. And then when I, when he told me that, I told him that all right, the next step after that is he needs to create like a like a hologram version of Larry, so that when like front offices call him call for him for questions, he can just. Divert them to the hologram. It's gonna be like how the like... how the Avengers talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just so, imagined that VR Perry <laughs> explaining things to you. I just imagined it was like when Tupac was at Coachella. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I would generate him like passive income for the hologram to be doing all the work during mock trade deadline, and he'd only it's... take. Yeah, that's like it. Like he can charge like you know five thousand dollars per hour for for the hologram. Yeah, that's that's a that's a legitimate idea, and then he doesn't have to have like Masai Jerry doesn't have to ring him up and ask questions. He can just you can just push the hologram like on Star Wars, and then he out he pops. Right. Yeah. Um, I think okay. So, I, how much do you guys know about Bobby Webster, the GM of the Raptors? Because I, I don't know what, I, what got I me into his it. name until you said it. You have yeah. not heard heard his name. He's the yeah. he's the GM of the Raptors, and he's he's I think he's their like CBA expert. Um, so he's only thirty six, I think, right now, and he got the GM job when he was thirty two. Um, wow. Born in Hawaii, uh, went to UC Santa Barbara in California. Um, when was about to go to grad school in around the Washington D.C. area, uh, he just finished an internship with the the, the Department of Defense. I think uh, he was in some really big meetings as an intern. Uh, he's a spook. He was. He had. He had plans of working for the CIA. Um, so he's a then, spook. And then his friend <laughs> was working for the Wizards. And he saw yeah. how his friends had free tickets to games all the time. So he was like, oh, that, that might be cool. So he interned, uh, he applied to an internship with the Orlando Magic. 
he got hired and then a job opened up in the legal department at the nba office in new york and his bosses at uh, uh, in orlando recommended him for the job he got the job he worked there for seven years and he he helped create the 2011 cba and after that, he was just he, he was in contact with Masai, and he was giving him like advice on you know the CBA stuff, and then Masai asked him to be to come with him to Toronto, and then he just rose up through the ranks, and then he got promoted to GM when he was 32, in 2017, oh. I think. Yeah. What an unfulfilling life! I mean, he could be deciding which wedding to bomb in Yemen right now. <laughs> oh man. Instead, instead, he's deciding which minimum free agent to I mean, sign. He, he has yeah, to, like he has to pick between two scrubs in that regard. Like he could be telling some guy in a cubicle with the Xbox controller in Ohio which which Reaper drone to activate right now, and instead he controls a basketball team. What a loser! Yeah. <laughs> that is an amazing story, though. I. I love hearing That's about it. such a good career decision. Exactly. <laughs> I'd much rather be deciding on max contracts than killing people. It sounds so much better. He, uh, I looked I on the have, SBC. Eight-year-old bloods on my hand, or I could be signing Norman Powell. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough choice. I looked on the well, SBC it- page, and he's been uh, he's been a guest of the program before, so. I think him and Larry have definitely been in contact. So, you know, it's so, you know, you know, what's wild to me? Like, I'm still like, like getting a grasp on like the, I guess like the network that Larry's built himself for the, for for the past 20 years. Like a coaching tree for Larry, like how Belichick has. Just do like like everybody that's been in contact and learned from Larry and everybody that's learned from them and just like do the spider web out. If there's Um, like a tier system of like salary cap knowledge, like can we agree that he's probably like either at the level or like really close to the level of the salary cap people working in the office, you know, like the people that take calls all the time, like, hey, can I do this? Like he's probably very near at that level, or like even higher, maybe. I'm still, gra- yeah. I'm still like you know, recognizing how much he's built over the years for himself. The difference is at the league office, they like, they have um, the Knicks calling up every month asking, "Can I sign Julius Randle to three years, seventy million?" And they know in the next call, they don't even need to have a real person on there. They just have like some sort of an answering machine for all the dumb teams. <laughs> I read a New York Times article today saying uh, they were they were basically uh, they wrote about uh, the salary cap team at the NBA office. Uh, one of them was quoted saying that like some teams like call more than than others because they just have more yeah. questions. So you know, pretty makes sense. Some teams need need more help than others. Definitely, um, some teams need more help than others. That is. One hundred percent. There are some terrible, terrible teams out there. How many of those are just teams calling, being like, "Hey, remember that amnesty thing that we did? Can we have y'all thought about doing that again?" Yeah, Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got. I owe owe John Wall one hundred and forty million through the through the next four (laughs) years. He can really walk. The voicemail is just like beep. 
Hey, this is the Washington <laughs> Wizards calling. Beep. Hey, this is another call from Washington. Beep. Hey, I'm calling from Washington right now. I'm just uh, you haven't gotten back to me yet. I'm just I'm I'm wondering about this wall contract. Beep. Hey, this is Washington. Was he was he injured? Was he injured at the time he signed that Supermax contract? So 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 it's just they they didn't know right. He was just a a a late twenties guard that relied on his athleticism. Okay, yeah. so the, was, the injury stuff was just unlucky for for them. It was just bad. It was just bad luck for the Wizards. I mean, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the amnesty provision. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's not there anymore. To be honest, it's just it's just terrible luck, really. I loved it. It was a lot of fun because there were so many like the amnesty provision was like if you picked one thing to just hey team tell me if you're stupid. Okay, this is it. Like there were teams that amnesty guys that were on like three year thirty million dollar contracts. They're like, I don't know, that guy's not that good. We should amnesty him. Yeah. That's probably that is a good thing. It was probably a good why they took it away then, eh? Probably a good thing. Oh, wait, I, I now I know why there's only two NBA games yesterday. It's because the seventy sixers got swept and the Brooklyn Nets got swept. Yeah, and that's why we are we will be half as entertained tomorrow, guys, for the day. Well, I feel like I I feel like Nets entertainment was not a quarter of the games. Like the net out out of four games, I feel like maybe like ten percent of my entertainment was coming from the Nets. I was gonna say ten as well. Like not not a high efficiency entertainment team. The Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, not really. The Nets, honestly, more entertaining in Katie's Twitter mentions than on the court. Um, I suppose the problem that the 76ers have is that they have the league's second highest payroll next season. Okay, so that that's an actual important basketball topic. How much better can they get if they have like a competent coach that you know, doesn't think that spacing the floor with Joel Embiid is bad. Mm. So I think that the, the issue was that the um, they brought in Elton Brand, is like the new GM or president of basketball operations, whatever whatever his position is, and he was so desperate to maximize like the the primes of. Embiid and Simmons, even though Simmons hasn't really hit his prime yet, but Embiid and then to a lesser extent Simmons is just coming up now. Um, and that all the good good work that they'd done through the process, like they got, they drafted um, Sarich, they got TJ McConnell um, on a 10-day and then signed him to a multi-year deal. They got Robert Covington on a 10-day, signed him to a multi-year deal. Um, uh, Markel Fultz, um, Furkan Korkmaz, Mikel Bridges. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the other guys that they had. Oh, um, the shooter, Landry Shamit. They had the heat pick. They had all these great assets. And at the time, they, you know, they had only just made the playoffs the year before, unexpectedly, won like, you know, 16 games on the trot or something. Um, and they were just really exciting. They had JJ Reddick there. Um, they just. 
but the thing is they were building organically year on year but then what um brand wanted to do was he wanted to expedite that and just all of a sudden take that team to like a 60 win team or something but the thing is the team that he had could have won 60 wins they sorry could have won 60 games they could have won 60 games with the dudes that they had but they decided that they wanted to trade a lot of shit for jimmy butler who in the end they they only got josh richardson back which is a downgrade and then they gave even more stuff away to get Tobias Harris and Tobias Harris is a terrible fit with Embiid and a terrible fit with Simmons. Richardson is a nice fit with those other two. And then the worst part was because they paid everyone, they had the one year where they had the cap holds, um, you know, low cap holds for guys and Simmons is about to get paid this year. This is the year that his rookie extension kicks in. So last year they needed to spend whatever cap space they had. The worst decision they made was they spent their cap space on Al Horford. That that was just an absolute killer. And I know they did have to spend that last year. Don't get me wrong. The other decisions, you know, were different, but they did have to spend that. But, I mean, what they're probably better off to do was just to sign JJ Riddick to, an, to a one-year deal and bring him back because he was a massive loss. Um, they decided, Or they should have got a guard. And Brand messed up. And I don't think it's on Brett Brown. I just think the team is constructed poorly. So would you say that firing maybe the smartest person to ever run a basketball team was a mistake? Um, Rest in peace to Sam Hankey. A hundred percent. He's still alive, but yeah. Rest in peace to Sam Hankey. (laughs) I mean, the process is dead. So yeah, I mean, poor old Hankey. That's the stupid thing is that the whole point of them like getting guys that were undrafted and like and like getting value from 10 days and all that kind of shit was and getting dudes in the second Stop round. Stop talking about value. I want to hear about buckets. <laughs> that was okay. basically their ownership. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. And in analytics, getting structure was, hey, we're stupid. We want to see the ball go in the hoop. Don't yeah. tell me about future value. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. We're just going to fight. That's why they fired Hinky. Um, so it's stupid. The thing is, they they set the team up to like to be built a certain way, and then Brand came in and didn't realize that, and then now they have the second highest payroll, and they're not even they're just terrible, terrible in the playoffs. Well, I mean that. Tennessee to that much money with Tobias Harris. Tennessee, an abject failure in every way, shape, and form, in every field possible. You can't give a guy to UT that much money. You just can't. Anybody that's ever lived in Knoxville will tell you that. Can't trust him. (laughs) You, You let a Knoxville guy buy the Cleveland Browns, and what happens? The FBI raids his headquarters because he's been dealing with massive financial fraud. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just a, a cesspool of failure. <laughs> but hey, Joel Embiid is good. Joel Embiid is good. Adam, what's your thoughts, man? Have we mentioned Ben Simmons yet? And just like losing him was pretty unfortunate as well. 
they, they oh, could have they, yeah. they could have won a game or something maybe if if he didn't uh get hurt i, yeah, I think they care about basketball which is uh in insider information from a certain clipper scout yeah he is good at basketball i agree with that Who uh who's gonna be the new coach for Chicago? Hmm. I thought Kenny Atkinson, but I just don't know if the Chicago Bulls have the do they have the reputation even with the new front office that they can get the best guy out there? I mean, I think Kenny Atkinson is one of the best guys out there. Um I'd hope that the Bulls get him. Does he have a preference to go somewhere else, maybe? I mean Bulls is pretty attractive. Nice big market. Lots of young son talent. I thought the report said that the ownership would rather have kept Jim Boylan because of his contract, right? But they still yeah. fire him. So yeah, I know. I don't think I don't think our. Tourists, I think that's uh, a, that's a stupid ownership group. I think that <laughs> I think that ownership group is a bunch of dumbasses, and I think they're going to hire like Charles Barkley. So. They are a terrible ownership I think group. they're going to hire somebody on TV. They're stupid. They're so stupid. Whatever they, whoever they hire, it's going to be the worst decision that they could have made. They've been rebuilding since the Jordan days, basically. Like, honestly, it, I wouldn't put it past them to, like, hire LeBron to coach the team. That's how little I believe in Bulls ownership. Or maybe they try to hire coaches and Zach Levine tries to fight them and they all get scared off and then Zach Levine's the coach. Jim Bullen also tried to fight the chef. He tried to fight the team chef. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they must have cooked the prawn cutlets wrong or something. I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm just picturing Jim Boylan like ordering the chef to run suicides. <laughs> I mean, I think trying to run those, trying to run those old style college programs, like the Cavs did, it just it it doesn't it doesn't work. Like, if you have a dude like Kevin Love and you've got, you know, like John Beeline was when he was the Cavs coach. See, like kids might respond to that, but seasoned professionals, like ten-year NBA vets, if you're asking them to like clock in with like a time card, like someone like Kevin Love or I don't know Thaddeus Young on the Bulls or whatever, that you they'll just lose your you just lose your respect straight away. And I don't know why teams feel like they need to go down this approach of having these real hard asses. What you need to do is get players to buy in by treating them well. That should be the smartest. That should be the thing you should do. That's the smartest thing to do. Okay, here's a here's a name for some Stevie breakdown since he was he was he was more around for this time. David Blatt. Oh. The Cavs hired David Blatt to coach Ron. That yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean. This is this is the guy that wrote his angry letter at LeBron and Comic Sans in red. We don't we don't talk enough about how stupid Dan Gilbert is. 
Like, Dan Gilbert is one of the dumbest billionaires in this country. Like, we, and he, he, even that said, the second dumbest Dan billionaire, because Dan Snyder still exists and owns the Washington football team. But <laughs> Dan Gilbert, very underrated as, as a dumbass. He got mad at LeBron and wrote a letter in Ramic Sands. He typed a letter. In Red Comics, and then hired David Blatt when LeBron came back. Yeah, that was that was incredible. It, it was it was terrible. I'm. It's still amazing that they sacked the coach mid-season, and they brought in Ty Lue, and they won the title. I mean that that is that's crazy to me. I, I yeah. And if you read LeBron's book, I think it's the Windhorse one. I think Return of the King. I think is what it's called. It details all that and. I don't even think that they were in a bad place. Like they weren't, they weren't out of it, but they weren't right at the top. You know, they were sort of like mid playoffs or something, I think. And uh, that they made that call and it worked out. I mean, yeah. Imagine if it hadn't worked out. It was such a ballsy call. I mean, David Blatt, like, I mean, let him figure out how to snipe Palestinian children trying to encroach on the Gaza Strip, like. (laughs) He, he he shouldn't be involved in American basketball. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might like you like if Gilbert had any sense whatsoever, LeBron would have come back and he would have immediately said, "Okay, LeBron, you're the head coach of this team," and he might still be there because that's cool would actually matter. Yeah, but yeah. he took his mortgage company public, and now none of that matters because he's way richer than any of us could ever imagine because he did uh did an initial public offering on a mortgage company that's uh extremely predatory but good for him you know <laughs> i just say you gotta, you gotta love you gotta love anybody that can sell houses to people that they can't afford because that has never come back to haunt any of us you know no. we we haven't in the last 15 years had an economy crash because people were buying houses that they couldn't afford, yeah. um, so like I, I just feel really good for Dan Gilbert because that's a, a sustainable business model, and it benefits all Americans. You know, yeah. Just what's, a good, good guy. What's um, Quicken Loans Arena or Smoothie King Center? <laughs> I mean, I love Smoothie King Center just because, like. That's a more blatant fraud because Smoothie King is just, hey, we're going to give you 800 calories of sugar. (laughs) And you're going to be like, well, this is a smoothie, so it must be good for me. Even though it it is like, like you get a, if you get a large Smoothie King, which I've done this when I'm hungover, you you walk down the street, you get a large Smoothie King. It's a large, it's a, you know, a 60 ounce cup. It weighs seven pounds. (laughs) <laughs> and it tastes delicious. And you're like, I don't know, maybe it's good for me. They called it a smoothie. It's, it's just like a, an ultra sugary milkshake. <laughs> like it, it's just a like I I prefer a scam that you can taste. Yeah. Like quick like a quick and loan. The quicker you get this loan, the That's quicker the you can go back. I can't yeah. I can't I can't put a loan in my mouth. I put a
A great topic is who's who's the worst slash best arena sponsor. Because the Kings were at one point sponsored by the Power Balance bracelet. That might be the greatest scam ever. Oh, yeah. Adam, do you have one of those? Oh, Adam, Adam, I bet you're a Power Balance guy. (laughs) What is that? Those bracelets. Do you remember the little little bracelet you could put on and you wouldn't fall? I guess that was the point of it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, wow. You know, like like Livestrong bracelets, or just like the rubber, like the rubber bla- bracelets that go around your wrist. Uh huh. So there was one called Power Balance that had like a like a magnet, like that sat at the top of your wrist, and they sold them at like mall kiosks. And what they would do to sell them to you is you would stand there with your arms at your side, and they would tug on your arm. And then they would put the bracelet on, and then they would tug on your arm again, and you would like less fall over after they tugged on your arm the second time. But the reason that you less fell over is because you knew that you were going to like get tugged on your arm. Um, and so then they put the bracelet on again, and then they tugged on your arm, and you were ready for it because they'd already done it without the bracelet, and you didn't fall over. And you're like, oh wow, this bracelet makes me stand up better. I'm I'm a strong boy. Uh, the Kings had their arena sponsored by them for a year. Oh, oh. Well, I just looked it up. I've seen I've seen it before. I think, but I don't think I ever had it. <laughs> yeah. Looks looks dumb though. Oh, it was it, it, a scam. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, it was it was like if if silly bands were like health beneficial um yeah. what is the washington you were talking about the washington football team before what are they called now just the washington football team i think what? No, that's that's the name like washington football team right now the, the, because they from what i understand they're not going to rename that until the owner sells the team because everybody hates the owner because he is like He's way worse than any NBA owner. Like, this yeah. guy is the fucking worst. And all of the other, like, all the minority owners of the team are like, dude, we will not let you rename the team until you sell it because we don't want the Wikipedia page for the Washington football team giving yeah. you the credit for renaming the team. That's fair. Like, that's how awful he is. He, he's, he sounds like the kind of guy who would change the team name to the Washington Whiteskins. Uh, don't say that out loud because you might give him an idea. <laughs> like My God. He was, which, oh, Steve, you'll, you'll like this as, a, as an outsider. And Adam, you might not know this. Uh, Florida International. Uh, Adam, do you, do you know about who Florida International gave their stadium naming rights to a few years ago? No, a I don't. private prison company. Oh. It lasted from like March until like a month before the season started. <laughs> they never actually got to play a game in it. But uh, at one point, Florida International University's college football stadium was named after a private prison company owned by the governor of Florida. Hmm. Damn. That's We're wild. a smart country. 
We know how to get things done. How can a prison be private? I don't get it. Oh, private prison is a big thing. Um, oh, how can it be private? Um, because deregulation is like a demon sent from hell. Um, uh, the, the genesis of that is the Reagan era. And then we just kind of built on it since then. Like anytime you hear the word deregulation, think private prison because that's that's what it results in. Yeah, interesting like, topic. I, I don't know what the number is, but a a significant percentage of state-run prisons and jails. Here's a here's another interesting topic for um, you guys. Yeah, um, you know, uh, nope. I I enjoy I enjoy explaining American things to Stevie. So I'm gonna need your help with this, Ben. But um, Stevie, do you know what a Jack in the Box munchie meal is? I do. Not. We talked about we talked about fast food on the last podcast. It was very good. But go for it. Okay, dude, you're gonna love this. So what if I told you yeah. that at Jack in the Box locations in the United States, after 9 p.m., there's this thing called a munchie meal, where for five dollars, you yeah. could get a burger, fries, regular fries, and curly fries, two tacos with you know lettuce, uh, meat, sauce, and a drink for five or six dollars, depending on where you are. It's so cheap. And a lot of Jack in the Boxes they open really late, so. That's why Ben was surprised that I could get Jack in the Box so early in the night. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's a that's a thing. So cheap, five dollars yeah. that stuff. Adam, I'm gonna I'm gonna play my Uno reverse card here. Do you know about cookout? Cookout. Wait, you don't no. don't because it's a southeastern thing. Yeah. So Stevie, here's cookout. So cookout, you get you get the tray, and the tray starts at four dollars. And it might go up to six dollars if you get premium sides and a milkshake. So cook get a drink or a milkshake. So cook out the tray. You can get like a burger with chili and two pounds. And then for sides, uh, you know, you get the normal things like uh, curly fries, regular fries, onion rings, uh, coleslaw. Or if you're feeling spicy, as a side, you can get a quesadilla. You, at some locations, you can get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that kind of thing. Some locations, you can get a chicken burrito or a chicken wrap. As a side item, to your burger. And then they have like 30 different milkshakes. So if you're in the mood for a banana pudding milkshake or a pineapple milkshake or a chocolate cheesecake milkshake or nine different kinds of cheesecake milkshakes it's the greatest value in this country like nothing nothing like jack in the box is excellent and jack in the box like them throwing the taco at you from the side is like that's what really makes jack in the box in my opinion is there's nowhere else as far as you can get the taco and the burger but cookout, you get the quesadilla and the burger, which is close enough for me. It's a, uh, it's insanity. 
Like I, I, I'm yet to find somewhere else on Earth that you can go get a burger with chili on it, corn dogs, corn nuggets. Do y'all have corn nuggets over there? We don't have corn nuggets over here. No. That's very disappointing. It, it's imagine corn, but then you fry it. Yeah. And it's a nut form. Oh, it sounds delicious. Stevie, you don't have to name them, but like if we asked you to name like 10 really unhealthy things that <laughs> food wise that New Zealand has, like could you do it off the top of your head or would uh, you have to think yeah, about no, it? Well, what, yeah, what's the fast food situation in New Zealand outside um, of the American stuff? Well, actually, and the American stuff because I, so, I want to know what's made over there. So <sighs> McDonald's is still. Maccas. Yeah, Maccas. Is it Maccas there or is it just we, Australia? No, no, we call it, we call it Maccas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that still really leads. It still leads here. Um, KFC is very popular in certain cities, but just doesn't have the number of restaurants that McDonald's has. Um, Burger King is like a poor man's second um, and isn't really run that well. We've got. Wendy's, like Wendy's burgers. How uh, how is how does Wendy's compare to Macca's? There's, there's so few of them. It's actually quite good, but the, the thing is, Macca's is just so busy. Like, and Wendy, many... like when, Wendy's for at least for me, like I don't I don't have In and Out by me, but like Wendy's to me is like on In and Out tier. Like Wendy's is like S tier. That's that's yeah. like top tier fast food. Yeah, Wendy's is pretty good. I just think that people, because there's not the number of restaurants, people still like McDonald's and they just go at McDonald's. In New Zealand, McDonald's is our owner-operated, so the service is really, really good. The, the yeah. food comes out really fast. Um, it's obviously terrible for you, but it's proper fast you wanna, food. You want a hack from Macca's? Here's, yeah. a, here's a Macca's hack. Order gotcha. fries without salt. Mm. Because they they have to cook them fresh because yep. they don't have to sitting around. Because <laughs> they normally I learned, do. I they normally that, yeah. season their fries. I learned that from my grandfather. Wow. He, he would order McDonald's fries, no salt, and then they have to. They're like, oh my god! Like it, like I I imagine an alarm. Yeah. What else do y'all have? Do y'all have anything that we don't? Um, we do have a, a gourmet, like, really good gourmet pizza. Um, and it's like, they have the craziest, like, they do, like, deep-fried camembert. They do a donut, but it's in the shape of, like, a brick, and it's filled with chocolate. Um... Deep fried uh, jalapenos, like yeah, this is pizza place. And they do. I don't know if you guys have. It's just like real, real gourmet, like rich person's fast food, basically. Rich oh. person's fast food. That's like that sounds like Chick Fil A to me. Yeah. So, just say if you wanted to get, you wanted to feed two people. It's probably going to cost you like, uh, and you want to get sides and drinks and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be like 
$35 American for two people. Hmm. And so that's, that's like $50 here, which is quite expensive. I don't think we have anything like that. $35 for two people? That's... Yeah. What's our what's our highest end fast food? Is that expensive, Adam? That sounds like Cheesecake Factory prices to me. Like th- $35 yeah. for two people? That's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that something you get in a drive-through? No, you, there's no drive-through for this place. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's called Hell Pizza. It's really, really good. Like, just like you can get vegetarian or vegan options that actually taste good. Pizza is like ice cream to me. You can't, you can't really say, you can't. Whenever you get pizza or ice cream. Yeah. You can say you can say you like this pizza more than other pizza, but you yeah. can't say it's like bad. I think I think what's I think that's the, a universal what's law. What's the pizza situation in Los Angeles? Like what's the like when when you get pizza, like what kind of pizza is it? I there's a Pizza Hut like 3 minutes from my house. So I usually go there. I just order online. It's like 10 bucks for for one. Adam Nobody out pizzas the hut. Nobody out pizzas the hut. It's it's the brand. It's the chain that I grew up eating. So I have a very fun fact. I don't think I don't think I've told either of you this, but in the fifth grade, when we were learning how to write descriptive essays, like using adjectives and whatever, I wrote mine on on pizza, and I used yeah. I used up all the adjectives that my fifth grade self knew, like every <laughs> adjective in my vocabulary to describe my love for pizza and the last sentence of the essay i just used up i used every single word again and in, in like the, <laughs> the other paragraphs that's right paragraphs in this essay about pizza guys and okay. i put it put all the adjectives in my last sentence and then my, my teacher loved it and she was like yeah that this made me really hungry reading it so you got you got a hundred percent and i was the only one that got a hundred percent did you have the Pizza Hut Readers Club growing up? We had we had like a Pizza Hut Readers Club where you take like your accelerated reader points to Pizza Hut and be like, "Hey, give me a small pizza." Yeah, yeah, I had that. Did I redeem it? Yes, I did. Yes, Stevie, I did. Stevie, do they do that over there? If you read books, you get free pizza. They do not do that here. That's a, okay. I'm I'm gonna. Um. Okay, I've Googled the definition of a failed state, and it says if children don't read books and give free pizza, that's a failed state. <laughs> On that note, I need to run as I need to go to, I need to, go to pick up now. Um, but it's been good, guys. Let's do this again soon, right? Absolutely, bro. Okay, All let's right. talk soon. See you, dudes. Bye. See you, Bye.